Hey, 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 this is Hear Me, Follow Him. Uh, We serve a good God. God is good. And he left us with his word to teach us a lesson. Uh, We're not the first generation. We're not the fifth generation. Who knows how many generations have been through this world? God does. But his word, he leaves with us as directions to live this life. And uh, looking at his word today, I'm in John chapter 8. And it's the story of when um, the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery uh, to Jesus. But before I get into that, I want to preface it with elders. We've all heard it said, right? Respect your elders, respect your elders. So I actually did a Google search to see which cultures are the best in the world at respecting their elders, where they don't look at age like it's a problem or a burden or it's something to be it's more something to be respected and cherished. And uh, it was mainly Asian countries and a few in Denmark and Finland, but Korea, Japan, China. And uh, we all have our culture in our own homes, but overlying our countries have a culture. And so in some cultures like the elderly are just not respected, which is really a shame because there is a lot of wisdom, so much wisdom. And the elderly, even in a church, right? What do we call them? We have elders because the elders are to make sound decisions that the younger people are to follow. They have experience in life and this, that and the third. And um, this is mainly about looking at the elders. So before we jump into um, Jesus and this woman who uh, who deserves to be stoned because she was caught in adultery, I want to I'll always like marrying the old with the new so we're going to jump back into First Kings, I believe. First Kings chapter 12. Yes. First Kings chapter 12 is a story, actually a real important story. It tells the story about how Israel, the kingdoms, got split. There was a time that they all came together. Um, under, under Saul, they were under King David. They all came together for about 33 something years. Solomon had them all together. But this is the story about with Solomon's son, Rehoboam. And that talks about how the kingdom split from just Judah and the rest of them being Israel. So, um, to paraphrase it, uh, King Solomon had a son who became king after he passed and his name was Rehoboam. And King Solomon in his older days, although he was very wise, I guess he was doing the people of Israel wrong. He was overworking them and the people were complaining. So there was a young man named Jeroboam. He fled to Egypt because of all the hardships that Solomon had caused Israel. So Solomon dies. Rehoboam is king. Jeroboam comes back from Israel and says these words to King Rehoboam in first Kings chapter four, your father made our yokes heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us and we will serve you. And King Rehoboam responded to me, give me three days. Give me three days to think about this, how I'm going to rule and I'll get back with you. And this is verse six. It says, then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men who had stood before Solomon, his father, while he was yet alive, saying, how do you advise me to answer these people? And the elders, they answered him, if you will be a servant, listen to that word. 
You know, Jesus would go on. I'm not touching on that in, in today's word, but I almost feel like I should. But Jesus would go on even talking to the disciples when he's like, look, this is this is a king here, right? King Rehoboam. And the elders are telling him, this is what you must do. You must be a servant to the people today and serve them. And we all know that Jesus tells the disciples, right? The greatest amongst you will be a servant. But um, the, not to get back on task here, verse seven, the elder said to him, if you will be a servant to these people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, they will be your servants forever. Okay, man, good sage advice from the elders, man. They've seen a thing or two. They were around King Solomon. They were in the presence of the wisest man ever. And so, yeah, listen to the advice of these elders. The gray hair means wisdom, and it means something. Uh, the king would then decide to ask some of the young boys that grew up with him what their advice would be for how to handle this situation. And the young people... They gave him this advice in first Kings chapter 12. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I would add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I would discipline you with scorpions. So the young boys basically gave him the advice that, hey, man, you better go harder than your father did to keep these people in line. So three days goes by, and to paraphrase how the story ends, uh, Rehoboam makes his decision. He's, he's going to tell Jeroboam and the rest of Israel how he is going to rule, if he's going to lighten the yoke and take the elders' advice or take the young people's advice. Unfortunately, the king did not listen to the elders. He listened to the young people, and the kingdom was divided. I still think it's divided even in Jesus' times as we're reading here. So I don't know how many thousands or hundreds of years is between this time when Rehoboam is king and when Herod is king now when um, Jesus is having his ministry. But you see that there's Judea and then there's always these other areas which consist of Israel. But that's how the kingdom got divided, not listening to the advice of the elders. Now I get back to John chapter 8. <clears throat> Now, uh, John chapter eight. Now, previously, like Jesus is in Jerusalem. Every time he's in Jerusalem, he gets into some type of controversy or hot water. But he's in Jerusalem for the Feast of Booths in John chapter seven, leading up to this. And the, um, the Pharisees wanted him arrested. They didn't arrest him. Everybody went home. He stayed in the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he comes to the temple. And that's when they bring this woman to him. And, you know, they say this to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in an act of adultery. Verse five, John eight. Now, in the law of Moses commands us to stone such a woman. What do you say? And Jesus, like he was bent down, says he was writing some stuff in the ground and he stood up and answered them because they kept pressing. What, we, what should we do, Jesus? What should we do, Jesus? And Jesus said, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And he bent down again and started writing. But listen to this in verse nine, it says, but when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman. See, I think in this same instance, the elders knew the, the elders heard what Jesus was saying and absolutely understood. 
a young person's mentality would have been like, look, I'm not on trial here. I was not the one sleeping with this lady. Somebody throw the first rock or I will so we could get this party started. But starting with the elders, when they heard what Jesus said, they walked away. And I believe even the younger ones followed the lead of the elders, which Rehoboam should have done. Uh, Jesus then continues to have dialogue with the woman and and ask her. He's like, hey, where's all the people who had you? They condemned you for a second. And um, to quote Jesus's word in verse 10, he says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And the woman said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on sin no more. So, man, I mean, uh, two things there, man. The Number one, always listen to your elders. At least source to see if what they're saying is wisdom. Nine times out of ten, they've seen this before. Just like in reading history. If you knew your history, you could have seen from, from the story of Rehoboam that, wait a minute, man, even in these actions in the future, maybe I should listen to the elders because they kind of know what's going on. And the second most pivotal thing is, listen to what Jesus says to the lady in verse 11. Neither do I condemn you. Go now and sin no more. Jesus is all about forgiveness. Jesus is all about grace. But Jesus is all about us also repenting. Receiving a gift of the liberations from all of your sins is a huge task. And to do that, he paid a huge price. But we have to repent. It's not like get your toes out the water, walk away and come back to the water, which a lot of us do in this life. And good Lord will help us in China and in, in perfecting what he has started in us. But definitely our task in it is to repent. But it also brings me to a verse that I always think is more important. Uh, it, it's just as important, should I say, as John 3.16. If you look at John 3.17, it said, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. They thought Jesus would condemn this woman. No, that's not why he came. It's easy to call out balls and strikes and you sinned, you sinned, I've sinned, I didn't sin today. That's not what the purpose of God is. And that's not what our purpose is. The purpose is not for us to condemn, but to shine a light and to give the word that people will hear and turn. Praise God. Because if we're going to be drug out here in the streets or drug out to the court, I'm a guilty man who is not guilty out here. When the light is shined on that closet, when what is in the dark comes to light, all heads will hang in shame. You ask me, tell me a man who is perfect. Now, we have been ingrained into this world and especially a school system that says my 95 percent A is better than your 87 percent B. Why you look higher and mightier than a guy on a 79 percent C. But it's not like that with the Lord. This is not a hey, I did better than him type of, you have came short. 99.9% that Clorox has, not good enough. He is not looking upon that sin. And when he flips the light on it, you will hang your head in shame. At that moment, we are all like this woman. 
Thank God he does not condemned. He is here to save. And that is the gift of God for you and I today to claim. Thank God. So one more. Respect your elders and listen to them. I'm kind of mid middle of the road. I'm a 40 year old man. You call me middle of the road coming close to the pinnacle of the mountain. I don't know the days that I have left. But there are those who were here before me who, who came to this same 40 point. My elders who have wisdom, let us all respect them and listen to what they have to say. And don't go condemning. Don't go condemning people because Christ did not come in this world to condemn, but he came to save. Let us be that light that also helps save. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Man, that's some beautiful stuff that you have given to us for us to give out to the world. Hear me, follow him. Amen.